0: great to have you here on the Clark Howard show where it's all about you and that wallet of yours I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make coming up in just a few minutes I need to warn you about one of the hottest scams going on in the United States specifically targeting you and coming up yet later There's a lot of money sitting out there right now that could be yours, but if you don't do something really quickly, it's going to evaporate. Oh my goodness, sounds like I was just getting ready to scam you. Not at all! You'll understand when I talk about it later. By the way, you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. I want to tell you about a follow-up to something... I brought to your attention last month and I was telling you about a fast-growing crime where criminals hijack your cell phone service and this is a terrible terrible problem right now likely as a result of the massive Equifax data breach of last summer. Criminals have been able to pinpoint so much about you that they didn't know before. They know who your current cell phone provider is. They know what bank you do business with, what brokerage, what mutual fund company. And so what criminals are doing is they are hijacking your cell phone service, known as hijacking SIM, and then within minutes, taking over your service and then using the ability of controlling your cell phone to then empty your checking account, savings account, brokerage account, retirement account, mutual fund account. Wipe you out. Now, this is not a theory. It is a constant threat to anybody who has been in a position to have saved money over the years and to an invested money john of our team at clark.com just had this happen to you and joins us now here on the show and john this happened on a friday evening is friday
1: that? night yes yeah friday, friday night. night my so, wife and i were were we she had just gotten home and we were both home and um she's her phone buzzes and she looks at a text and says, and, uh, and and it says, you've lost a line from one of your, from your account, your primary account. And so the carrier, I can say the carrier name um, here, and, and it's just, it was T-Mobile. And, um, and then at the same time, I looked at, uh, I pick up my phone and look at it and it says, welcome to Simple Mobile. And we were, we had been, we had two lines with that account. And um, so we, I was, I was like, well, this is not right. Something's really wrong here. And I went into um, where I have a landline and picked it up and called the T-Mobile number. As I did that, my, um, my phone went off service. So I got that text, which was really like the last thing that was on that, and called, T- called the carrier immediately and started telling them what had happened. And the, the people on the support side on on the carrier had no idea they hadn't really heard of this scam happening seriously they, they were not aware of it and they, they were of course extremely at a cell apologetic. phone carrier t Mobile yes at the P people mobile.
0: at customer service yeah, not, did not know no they
1: were they that almost couldn't believe... hijacking
0: is a is all the rage exactly. right
1: now I'm they almost horrified. couldn't believe that it was that had happened so and I and I had never heard of it either so and not that I'm in touch with absolutely everything but I'd never heard of it And I had this number for seventeen years and you think about it and you go how could this happen somebody goes into a carrier office or a, a store and says this is my new number S- set me up on this account and they just and they did it that quickly and it was swapped over fortunately i was able to get the number back and then the key thing is locking your account down with that extensive number that only you know, and they will only re- the carrier or whoever it is will only respond to you when you call in and give them that number.
0: Each uh, each of the four big cell phone carriers, because some hijacking has become such a big crime, they're all scrambling to come up with new security procedures that will allow you to protect your account and identity beyond what would normally happen because of all the information that's out, because of the Equifax data breach. And so you then put this new uh, unique pen in place that can be a very long one. That's right.
1: Very long, yes.
0: How long did the criminals actually have possession of your number well
1: it the the calls had to go through a couple of times and i did get cut off in as as i was going to the security office so i had to restart the process again it was probably um 75 minutes maybe at the most in 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 over, overall time
0: and so as best you know none of your money accounts have been compromised. nothing
1: was compromised during that's that time. probably
0: not enough time for the criminals to have pulled off the second half of it correct which is the if you're wondering where the cell phone fits in this now because a two-factor authentication banks brokerages mutual fund companies and providers of retirement accounts now require often a text that goes to your cell phone with a special code that you then provide to verify your identity and then they're off to the races emptying your accounts so I guess they didn't have enough time to pull that They didn't. Off.
1: We were very lucky. And, 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 but I was stunned that the number could be taken that easily. And what the person who I talked to, the last person who resolved it, said to me was that in 2003, when the number porting was conceived, they never conceived of this high level of identity theft and that this could be a problem. So there weren't protocols put in place to stop this type of thing from happening at that time.
0: So, with all the things that you have going on in your life, all its busyness, I'm adding more noise to it. (laughs) I want you to please take the additional step of contacting your cell phone carrier, hoping that the person you talk to is aware of this problem and will take you through the process of adding additional security to your account that prevents a criminal from very easily hijacking your cell phone service. So they can then take your money. Now, on the other hand, if you have no money (laughs) in any account, I guess you don't need to worry about it. This is a success tax having to get this set up. But you were so lucky you were sitting right there with your wife at that moment, John, and we're able to shut this down. We could down. have
1: been anywhere and, and in a place where we couldn't have shut it down. I will say that now when I logged into the carrier over the weekend, I did see that there was a note saying there's a an industry scam in place and there was a, an alert on the on on the sign up page now when you log in.
0: Well, so they just got to make sure all their employees read right. that page Get aware too. Of it.
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: this is this is like you know how scams come and go and new things become a threat. This one is a serious threat to anyone who has had the ability over the years to save money, to have money put aside for your future. You do face risk from this. Be very, very careful and set up the necessary precautions. In addition, if you have a brokerage account or mutual fund account, There are restrictions you can place on having funds wired out of your account electronically. You know, where someone just signs into an account and wires money out. If you have a decent amount of money in a brokerage, investment, mutual fund account, retirement account, put in place the procedures that remove the ability to do very easy online wiring instructions Because that's one of the steps the criminals follow to empty your account. Don't mean to make you paranoid. Just want you to be prepared. And John, just want to know what numbers should I play in the lottery? Because you were very lucky. (laughs) I was
1: very lucky. Thank you. I, I just can't believe that we got the number back.
0: Well, good job. Brent is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Brent. Hello, Clark. How are you?
2: I'm doing great today, Clark. Good to talk to you. I have a question about uh, my older vehicle and uh, whether it's reached its end of service life or not. How old is it? It's a 2007 and um, yeah the issue, Clark, is uh, you know I've heard you uh, mention before about um, some uh, I guess consumer reports will say to trade it in at hundred percent value of uh, the expected value and you uh, and maybe maybe some people say fifty percent of expected value, but over oh, well, the cost is. of a
0: repair. Okay, yes, so my position has been over the years that when the cost of a repair exceeds 50% of the remaining value of a vehicle, I say that's the point where you green light dumping it. Consumer report says I'm wrong, 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 and says that you should spend up to the full remaining value of the vehicle on a repair. The reason I'm more conservative than they are about this is if you have an older car, doesn't have a lot of remaining value, and you do a repair that is 50% of its remaining value, with the car being older, you may spend that money, and then not too long after, you may have another thing go wrong with it, and then you're left making a decision again, and you may end up at a point where you're putting good money after bad. So yeah, somewhere the between on, Clark, 50% and 100% is probably the right answer.
2: Yeah, thanks, Clark. And then the follow-on value is, is you know, there's a very a variation between the KBB, you know, trade-in value, you know, retail uh, sale value, or private sale value. So which value would you refer to?
0: Since most people don't sell a vehicle themselves, I say you go with trade-in. How many miles do you have on this 11 model year old vehicle.
2: Well, I kind of baby the Clark. It only has about 120,000 miles on it.
0: You buried the lead. (laughs) (laughs) So, with 120,000 miles on it, it may be worth more to you than anybody else. Because in today's vehicle terms, 120,000 miles is merely an adolescent. Because it's not at all unusual for a car with minimal problems to go a quarter million miles.
2: Okay, Clark, thanks for your help today.
0: What are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to keep it for a while. Okay. Well, good for you. And Ron is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Ryan, you want to talk about visiting colleges.
3: Yes. Um, uh, I've recently been through it with um, my children, and uh, there were lots of questions... Um, that um, I have now that I wish I had asked um, well, when I was going on the college visits. And I heard you were um, visiting colleges with your daughter, so I'd really like to know, you know, what kind of questions do you go ahead and ask when uh, you visit with uh, your children?
0: Well, actually, what I pushed my daughter to do at every college is to spend time away from the PR. Cycle that the colleges put you through and get her talking to other students. And we were just at a school recently that we went to on a Sunday because what I wanted to see is what students were doing there on the weekend. And what we found was that there were a huge number of students that were the weather was really good that day that were studying on a Sunday. And they had. Their books open they were writing papers and all that and getting a sense of what college life is like when nobody's looking is a really useful thing but the best part and i had to help her with some of the situations because she was a little shy approaching people i'd go up and and introduce my daughter and say you know she's a high school senior thinking of going here what do you think and then she would take over i just had to break that ice And that day, we talked to about, oh, 35, 40 different students and about 12 different groups of students. And it was really great for her to hear their impressions. It was kind of a mosaic of impressions from these students of all different levels, from freshmen on up to seniors. So getting away from the whole PR cycle the schools do and talking to actual students in the thick of it. I think is the most important thing that I learned doing the college tours.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. You know, you can
0: Um, look on YouTube. (laughs) There's a funny video that someone's made of how the colleges try to romance the high school juniors and seniors. And, you know, if you've been to a number, you know how every college visit starts to seem the same. And you can't even remember which school it was that they did the tour this way or that way. And so I think visiting students away from their tightly controlled environment is the number one thing and that's why I'd go on a weekend to visit any college if you want to really know what it's like. I have a special warning for you in today's Clark Rages moment. Zombie debt collections skyrocketing around the country. Do you know what that is? That's where... Somebody goes out and buys debts that you may not owe, have ever owed, has nothing to do with you. It may be a debt that was owed by somebody of same or similar name, but it's not yours. And these zombie debt collectors are intense in their collection efforts. But one of the most common tactics used today that you have to be on your guard about Is they will try to intimidate you into paying them any amount of money against a debt just to supposedly make the problem go away. But what they may be trying to do is make a 15 or 20 year old debt come live again and come under statute of limitations. Even if they get a penny out of you, they can then go to court and sue you against the debt. By the way, many zombie collectors don't even worry about what the law says about statute of limitations. They file blanket lawsuits against everybody whose name they bought. And then what they do next is they file suit against everybody. Almost no one ever shows up in court and the zombie collector gets a default judgment against you for a debt that you never had, never owed. Most important thing for you to know, never allow anybody to intimidate you to paying against a debt that's not legitimately yours. Second, don't pay against a debt that's outside statute of limitations. Most states somewhere three to six years. Third, if you were served with a suit, show up in court, defend yourself, they'll immediately dismiss it against you. I know this is going to sound like a joke. I'm from the IRS, and I want to give you money. I'm glad to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. The IRS has put out a notice that they're sitting on over a billion dollars in federal income tax refunds that have gone unclaimed by roughly a million taxpayers. It's your money that has gone unclaimed. The money varies in amount, obviously. Some people owed very little amounts. Some owed thousands of dollars in refunds. And the reality is, this money I'm referring to from tax year three years ago turns into a pumpkin in mid-April. Because the way the IRS rules work If you don't file, I mean, if you don't claim the unclaimed refund within three years, you forfeit it, the government gets to keep it. Now, by the way, what's fair is not fair because they say after three years, ah, well, you lose the money. You, on the other hand, if you owe money, there is no end to when you owe the money. So if they're going to say that we lose our money that the IRS owes after three years, why shouldn't it work the other way? But I digress. Because the important thing for you to know is the IRS has this money, and it's yours, and the key is almost everyone that's owed this money never filed a tax return three years ago. And the IRS knows from the information they collected on you that you don't owe them any money. They owe you money. All you have to do is file a return and claim it. You may think filing a return for prior years is extremely difficult. It's not. If you have a simple financial situation, it's really easy to do so. And I encourage you to do it because the crazy thing is, When the IRS owes you money, it's so easy for you to do that. And if you're missing records, you just call the IRS and they'll help you with it. I know that's crazy to say, like how could that possibly be true? But it is. And if you are a moderate income earner, filing your return is going to be free anyway. Barbara's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Barbara. You got something going on with one of the big banks you wanted to ask me about.
4: I do. I have a high interest credit card. It's just ridiculous. And I'd like to transfer the balance to the same company. You know, their other credit card, you know, they have a bunch of different credit cards. And I kind of wanted to see if I can transfer the same balance from one credit card to another within the same company. Is that possible?
0: Usually not. I didn't uh, think so. The terms that you're offered by them will not normally allow you to transfer from a higher interest rate card from the same bank. But have you tried calling them and saying, hey, you're giving me, what are the interest rate differences? Hit me with them.
4: I think it's 7%
0: seven percent spread between the two cards yes well Well, actually
4: the the, it would be 15 months no interest
0: oh oh yeah that's what i'm trying to do the balance transfer all right Mm -hmm. with a balance transfer offer there will be mice type on that offer and read the mice type to see if it specifically prohibits you from doing a balance transfer of an existing balance with the same financial institution. I'd be very surprised if it's not prohibited, but if they're silent on it, do it. Okay. But I'm telling you again, I would be surprised. So if they won't do it, balance transfer to another bank. Yeah,
4: I mean, it is possible. I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting kind of screwed a little bit i just want to stick it to them i don't know well except
0: (laughs) except do you have all your credit cards with only that one bank no so haven't you gotten a balance transfer offer from another issuer
4: i do but i would like the the no interest for so many months
0: and nobody's made that offer to you
4: no i haven't called i guess i can call and ask
0: absolutely I mean, you don't you don't ask, you don't get. True, very true. But you know, don't take my negativity to heart. Oh no. <laughs> take the step of reading the terms on the balance transfer and if I'm wrong, you just grab that 0%. Okay. But I'm I'd be surprised if they have not prohibited that.
4: Yeah, that was that was my question. Okay. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: All right, and do you have a plan to get your credit card balance to zero? Uh,
4: Just throw as much money on it as I can.
0: Okay. You know on your statement it shows you there's a box that says how much you'd have to pay per month to wipe out the balance in three years? Right. Can you pay that much?
4: I always pay much more than my minimum payment. I usually pay three or four times more.
0: That's great that's great. If you keep that up, you will wipe out that balance. Kenneth is with us on the Clark Howard show. Hello, Kenneth. Hi,
3: Clark. Uh, Thanks for taking my call.
0: Absolutely, Kenneth.
3: Uh, Listen, a couple of years ago, I was with one of the large uh, homeowners and auto insurance companies and I became somewhat frustrated with their um, uh, premium increases. So I shopped and found a lesser-known but highly regarded insurance company, and I switched, uh, saved money on my premiums, and I've been very happy with them since. Uh, two years later, that uh, large company has approached me with what I consider to be significant premium reductions compared to my current policies, and I find that rather odd that two years later they can come back with such uh, a drop in their prices. And I guess how long were you with that?
0: How long were you with that insurer before you made the switch two years
3: ago? uh, Like 30 years.
0: Okay. All right. I can explain it to you. A lot of the uh, insurers for auto and homeowners use a, a pricing strategy known as loyalty index scoring. And if someone has been extremely loyal to the insurer, they know that you're less likely to respond negatively to premium increases. So you obviously had a very high loyalty index score if you were with them more than 30 years. They were like, hey, Kenneth is somebody we can just take advantage of year after year. He's not going to do anything about it. Well, then you turned around and did do something about it. (laughs) <laughs> and they realized their um, loyalty index score system was wrong. And so now they're saying they're going to reward you for having been disloyal.
3: Well, kind of still leaves me with a dilemma. I hate to change, but it's hard to ignore the uh, the pricing
0: difference. And so how much money would you save per year or per six months if you made I the switch? Guess,
3: well, on an annual basis, roughly $300 maybe more, and it's uh, it's an amount not to ignore.
0: All right, so if you're in the range of a few hundred dollars, have you been happy with who you're with now?
3: Yes, I have been, and in fact, I'm looking for a reason to not pursue the big company.
0: Call them and tell them exactly that. Okay, all right. So you tell them that, that you have this offer from who you were with but you've really liked being with them and so uh is there anything they can do that'll get you more in the range of what you're being offered now okay all right and if they get it close and what about um three hundred dollars a year all right so what about the customer uh ratings on your old insurer versus your new one
3: well, I checked. In fact, I went to your website and a couple of others, and the smaller company that I'm with now is much more highly regarded, highly rated, and that's certainly a factor. Um, but, again, the pricing is really hard to ignore.
0: So that for me, you know, I'm cheap guy. You know that, <laughs> Kenneth? I'm really, you really both. cheap.
3: <laughs> you <and> me both.
0: <laughs> and with auto and homeowners insurers, I'm willing, if it's within reason, to pay more to be with one of the top-rated companies. So that's why I'd call, give them a chance to see if there's anything they can do to shape the premium sum and get you in a similar ballpark, if not identical, and then I would stay with who you switch to. Gotcha. Okay,
3: well, thank you very much for the advice.
0: And uh, congratulations to you for taking the time to shop now, you see how 30 years of unquestioned loyalty was to your detriment, not to your benefit. Crazy, isn't it? Shunda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Clark? Great, thank you. How can I be of service to you?
5: Well, I had a question about a um, lease to own program that I'd heard about for home ownership. Uh, seems like what they do, they purchase the home, and then they allow you to lease it from them for a period of time. And after that time, you're uh, able to purchase it back from them. And I just wanted to know if it was something that uh, might be a good option or if it's something that I might need to stay away from.
0: So I have seldom ever heard a story from someone who did a, a rent-to-own kind of deal on a home that it worked out for them. This is a very, very high-risk area. How do they charge you for the rent to own?
5: Now, that I'm not sure about, but they, um, from what they say, whatever you put into the home while you're leasing it is supposed to go toward um, the purchase of the home.
0: Well, normally, with one of these uh, lease situations, they make a portion of the money go towards the home you're buying. Okay. Not all the money. And I would urge you to to be not telling you not to do it, but I want you to approach this with a very skeptical view. Uh-huh. Be very, very cautious because I worry about these um with the fees and the rest. Now There is a company that is experimenting in this area that I can tell you is uh, started in Cleveland, Ohio, and is now, and I'm trying to remember where else they are now, I think they're on uh, the West Coast and also in Atlanta. And so Cleveland, Atlanta, Seattle maybe? And mm-hmm. their model looks like it might be promising and it's called DivvyHomes.com okay. that,
5: that is what I, exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Are you really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so even with what looks like a promising thing from them I want you to get all the particulars about how the dollars and cents work. Okay. And make sure that that this is something that's going to work for you. And one of the things I want you to do is, in a neighborhood where they're telling you this is the home you would rent with the potential to own someday, I want you independently to go look at what home prices of homes for sale are listed for in the immediate vicinity of the homes they're going to show you.
5: Okay. So kind of get a, a price comparison Uh, outside of what they're telling me. Exactly. Yeah, the prices.
0: Exactly. Okay. Because what you don't want to do is enter into a deal where you're ultimately, if you go through with the purchase, paying more than market for the purchase of that home.
5: Correct, correct. Okay. Got it. All right, well, I will uh, look further into this and get some more information before I make a decision.
0: But again, I want to make it clear that any kind of rent-to-own, lease-to-own, you Uh can't believe the hype you're told. You've really got to dig into the details and how the whole thing will play out over the years till you become an owner.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you, Clark. I appreciate that.
0: Okay. Best to
6: you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: it's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com. And then producer Joel has the privilege of being able to ask your question for you. Clark, Kathy wants to know, how do I find the best rewards credit card? And do you have any recommendations? Wow. That's a wide area and one that you've got to really think through what works best for you. I want to start with a negative, And that is... There are millions of Americans carrying reward cards from American, United, and Delta that are absolutely positively wasting your time and money. Only get a reward travel card for American, United, and Delta if you fly that airline, whichever the three it would be, six or more times a year and have a monthly charge volume on a card Of $5,000 or more dollars a month, and you pay your balance in full. Okay, so I eliminated 98% of people who use the American United and Delta reward credit cards. For ordinary earthlings, most people, what works best is either an independent travel rewards card or my favorite, a cashback card. Cashback cards, very and what they offer, but I have two favorites of the cashback cards. One is the City Double Cash that pays 2% cashback on everything you do, and the other is the Fidelity Investments Reward card that pays 2% into either an investment account, retirement account, or 529 college savings account. For more info, though, on a card that may be best For your exact charge pattern, check out creditcardtuneup.com.
2: All right, Clark, Robert wrote, and he says, I took your advice and bought a Chromebook to use only for my online banking and investment accounts. Should I also use this Chromebook to do my taxes?
0: Taxes is um, an acceptable area to use a financial Chromebook for. There's a lot of sensitive information involved on a tax return, And if you want to use one for that, that's fine. The important stuff, the key is no web surfing, no social media, no email as a hard line with a Chromebook just for finance. At the base, you want to use that Chromebook for banking, brokerage, bill pay. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center and you can get that free off-the-air advice.